so mainly I just want to say hello today and thank you for coming to speak to me on our Career Discovery Inspiration podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking to uh, David Brown, who is a business development manager in the Middle East region. Uh, he currently works for a laboratory services company in the upstream oil and gas sector. Good morning and thank you for joining us, David. Good morning, Cleona. No problem at all. Looking forward to it. Um, really today, all what I want to do is find out a little bit about your career journey to date and help our students understand how they can get to where you are today. So if we start off by finding out exactly what you do and what your job involves on a day to day basis. Certainly. So by background, I'm a professional geologist. Um, I uh, moved from the UK uh, back in. 99, yeah, 1999, it seems such a long time ago now, uh, to do my university degree at uh, the University of Western Ontario in, in London, Ontario. From there, I moved to Calgary, Alberta, where I started working for the company that I work for today and uh, started off writing some technical reports and graduated up into becoming the supervisor for the reservoir geology group for the Canadian operations. Um, Shortly thereafter, I saw a posting in a lunchroom for a, uh, an opportunity here in, in Abu Dhabi, quickly pulled it down so nobody else saw it and thought, I'd love the idea of trying to actually go international and, and move a little bit. I've already made one move from the UK to Canada. And so uh, the chance of something else and for, and for an employer to actually foot the bill for that move was great. So uh, ripped, the, ripped the application down, submitted my, my CV to my bosses and got accepted to come out here to Abu Dhabi. So I moved here in 2013 and uh, began a job now. It was um, really technically focused, but from a sales and business development perspective. So in my current role today, I handle all of the business development and sales related activities for Middle East operations. So the company I work for is a is a multinational. It's it's, it's got a number of locations over a great number of countries. And my remit covers our operations in Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, the UAE, uh, Pakistan, and some of the peripheral areas as well. But those are the, the main areas of focus. And of course, we cover Oman. So my my day to day involves putting together, for the most part, bid requests from clients in the, the, the our clients are typically oil and gas operators. So, uh, Adnoc, Kuwait Oil Company, Saudi Aramco, and then if you go into the IOCs, we're looking at big names: Chevron, Total, uh, Exxon, etc. And our goal is to try and help them. Um, understand how to characterize their reservoirs, so where the oil and gas is coming from, and perhaps more importantly, try and help them through providing data from lab analyses, how to get more oil and gas out of those reservoirs in the most efficient way possible over the life of that asset. So my role involves technical discussions with geologists, engineers, petrophysicists, to help scope out and build technical laboratory programs that will allow us to get to some of those answers. And once we figured that out, then to put a dollar value associated with it and some timelines, and hopefully and ultimately end up in 
uh, a contract that allows us to perform those services for them. So on one half, I've got the sales and business development aspect. On the other half, a bit like a technical consultant. So that's much of what my day-to-day is. Okay, um, yeah, and that sounds really interesting. And you would need a very varied skill set for that. Is there any particular skills you feel would really that really help you in your job today or? Well, yes, to be honest with you, but, but I mean, obviously, educationally, my background as a uh, with a university degree in geology and the experience that I gained working as a professional geologist in Canada definitely has fed into me having a vocabulary to be able to speak technically with my end users. So that was very important. That's obviously very important. But I think actually it's the soft skill sets that are probably far more valuable. Um, being able to being able to walk into a room with somebody that you don't know and immediately be able to start engaging in conversation in a comfortable way so it's really important to be able to walk into a room or actually a teams meeting like this and try and gauge what's going on what sort of um mood is my client in um you know what are they really focused on are they in a rush all of these things are um they sound so simple, but they're perhaps some of the most difficult and overlooked skill sets that we carry in our in our toolkit. Um, so those soft skills are vitally important, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Now, you mentioned that you had done your degree in uh, geology and that helped you understand and things. Can we find out how you got to where you are today? So I know you said you had finished your degree, you moved over. What did you do before that? What a question. What a question. Okay. So how did how did I get there? And this is probably a a pretty good one. And I know you and I touched on this before. Um, So dial it back a little bit. Since my. I mean, earliest employment, I've worked in the uh, hospitality sector. So I was a bartender or a server. So I I started off my my working life, if you will, way back in my early teens, I think it was probably a little bit before that, to be honest with you, uh, working in pubs and restaurants throughout the UK. Um, I moved when I was 19 to 18 to Canada, like I mentioned. And I also worked in a bar there whilst I was going through university. Um, I only mention it because I think that that component of my working life is what helped me develop some of the soft skills that I've just said are so important. So I then I then in the in the university side of things, I wanted to be. I, I didn't even have geology in mind, to be honest with you. I did well at it at A level, but I was really focused on being a marine zoologist. My career hero was David Attenborough, and I just wanted to basically travel the world just like he did. Um, and I'll never forget going into the first year of classes and and. Um, the Canadian system is a little bit different to maybe the UK system. So it's very much forced around having a flexible first year. So you can't take courses that are all purely science, for example. You have to take some um, social science classes or you have to take something from the arts in order to be able to give you that grounding, that foundational grounding to be able to make some different changes, some some decisions that may change your uh, career path. Uh, down the road um, and two of two of those courses were 
Uh, one of them I took was psychology and one that was a requirement was biology, first year biology, first year psychology. And I'll never forget as a, as a young man from the West Midlands walking into, um, it was the main gym hall. It was where they have all the basketball tournaments and things like this. And there were just over, I think, if I remember rightly, just over a thousand people in the class, you know, full packed auditorium. There was a T-shaped stage, elevated stage that had been built and, you know, constructed out into the, um, onto the middle of the basketball floor. And a bit like a pop star, this guy who I'll never forget, his name is Andre, Andre Lachance, Dr. Andre Lachance, walks on with a boom mic around his face and starts to talk about presenting, you know, he's presenting on um, obviously biology. But I was just staring around me thinking, oh my gosh, this is one of two classes for biology with the same number of people from one university. Psychology was the same. In fact, actually, the psychology classes were bigger. And I just thought, oh my gosh, these are all going to be people looking for the same jobs that I want to have down the road. And I knew that I was working full time as I was through university. I wasn't necessarily the greatest of students. So I thought, my gosh, this is, wow, this is going to be tough. So I went to an open day for the geology department and met some great people. It was very small, nothing to say, you know, there's probably about 10 people all told that were there. And it was great. I enjoyed it anyway. You know, it was a very friendly group, but one of the senior professors and emeritus professors just said, look, it's this simple. Graduating classes for the past couple of years have been something like 10 people out of that university. Um, he looked at points at himself and says, most of the people in the industry are like me, a couple of years away from retirement and the energy sector is booming. So give it three years, and you will be basically walking into a job because there's not going to be enough people to fill that gap. I like geology. I found it interesting. I liked the idea of um, being able to stand a better chance of getting employment down the road. So I thought, great. So there we was within my first, I think this was in the first two weeks of um, university. I'd completely changed direction from wanting to be a marine zoologist, which still like the idea of it. Um, but ended up being a, a geologist, and I I don't regret it for a minute. It's been a it's been a wonderful ride. So that's how I ended up getting there. Oh, <laughs> and I'll give, I'll give you one last little bit as well, just to show you. Um, I was uh, it was my final uh, final class, which happens to be a field course. So I'm I'm up in the Canadian Shield, right in the north of. Of Ontario, you know, I've spent about a week or two weeks traipsing around the bush, mapping geological contacts and taking trips down nickel mines and all of this. And I had a very good rapport with my professors. They were all great people. And one of them, Bill Church, who sadly passed away now, he's, we're, we're walking out of the field and that's it. We're done. I know I've graduated. I know I've got my degree. It's all sorted. And he said, so Dave, what are you going to do now? He said, because you're not going to be a geologist, are you? <laughs> and I just looked at him and I laughed. And why do you say that? He said, well, I see you more as a teacher. And I thought, hmm, 
interesting. But anyways, I did end up becoming a geologist. So the day that I got my first professional seal, oh, sorry, the, the, the professional seal from the, uh, the governing body in Alberta, I sent him a little email. I said, you got it wrong. I made it. <laughs> oh, but, and, and that's so interesting just to listen to you saying about how you looked at the jobs prospects, you looked at what the chances were of getting something out of your degree afterwards and then completely changed what you wanted to do. The good thing is you also looked at something that you knew you would enjoy, uh, which is very important. And I think our students need to kind of try and think about that. Are they going into a degree or a job that they're going to enjoy working in for the rest of their life, possibly? <laughs> um, and that's the main thing, really enjoying what you do. So you did that because you enjoyed it. Do you enjoy your day to day work now? <laughs> Can you yeah. tell us the best and the worst parts of the, it? The, the, the naked truth, eh? Yeah. Um, I, I, will, I will go back just to reinforce what you've said. And it's something that my, my mother has actually said to me so many times, David. And still to this day, she says it, make sure you enjoy what you do because you're a long time doing it. And I know that we can change our tracks and things like that, but it is really important that you enjoy your day to day. So do I enjoy it? I would say yes. Um, I'm, my personality type is one where I enjoy some change. So I've been doing my current role for some time here in the Middle East. I enjoy fresh challenges. And so um, I think I would appreciate something like that now to take place in, in my career. I'd like to try and take on a new challenge. But it, the, the fundamentals of what I do, I enjoy. I said that I worked in the service industry um, throughout my, you know, throughout my my youth, basically, while I was going to university, is very much client-facing as being a part of my um, my vocational history. And that part of my job, I really, really enjoy. I'm driven by trying to help friends, colleagues, etc., find solutions to challenges that they may be facing. So that client engagement aspect of what I do is really, really interesting. Um, right now, the industries, as I'm sure everybody on this, who listens to this podcast, if anybody listens to it, um, will will understand that the, the, the energy sector is going through quite a flux at the moment. There's a lot of uncertainty. That uncertainty leads to more challenging work environments, which can make jobs a little bit more stressful and challenging. It's part of a natural cycle. It will hit every industry at some point in time, and we have to be able to weather that storm and get through it. I think that has been challenging for me at the moment. So being able to realize that there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel has been important for me over the past couple of uh, years. Obviously, we're coming fresh out of a, a global pandemic, which really disrupted a lot of what we do. And that has also had knock-on effects throughout our uh, throughout our sector, which has made let's say it's made things a bit more challenging than they used to be. Um, but I think I still, at heart, do enjoy my day-to-day, -day and definitely enjoy the colleagues that I work with, which is also important, like-minded colleagues. So I do, I do still enjoy it. <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, 
Yeah, and I liked what you said about, yeah, that we will and we can change our jobs as we and our careers as we go through life, um, but still focusing on something you enjoy, something you're good at, and that remembering that we will always have those ups and downs and it's weathering that storm until we get to the end, really, and carrying on and hoping that we still enjoy it but after the changes. Um, yeah. Have you any tips for our students or any recommendations if they were look, considering going into something in either, as you said, the business development side or the geology side of your job? Have you any tips or any recommendations? Uh, what kind of A level should they be looking at? Um, things like how should they focus on their soft skills and working on gaining those kind of skills? Any recommendations you would have for them? Um. <clears throat> So uh, in terms of A-levels and or uh, pre-university education, mm -hmm. um, the sciences are obviously pivotal. So chemistry is a big component of it, physics, mathematics. Um, not all, I mean, geology is not always offered as a uh, pre-university course, I don't think. I was very lucky to have it offered in, in my, um, in, at my school, at my high school. It, obviously, if you have it, take it, but the the replacement often is geography. So through A-levels, it's often split into what we call human geography and physical geography. Physical geography is going to focus on a lot more of the geological aspects um, as opposed to human geography, obviously. Um, those would be the courses that you need to take, uh, undoubtedly. Don't don't do what I did. You don't try and avoid mathematics. I know I know maths for some people is a real struggle. Make sure you stick to it and get that calculus under your belt because if you don't, it's a real struggle when you get later on into some of the more senior level courses if you don't have it. So battle through that first um, early calculus and get get the fundamentals of that down, and I think you'll have a much easier life. Um, I would say, before we talk about business development, one thing that started to happen in the field of geology, which is really, really exciting now, and started to happen at my university as a, as a means almost to try and increase enrollment into the geology program, was to pair that off with other sciences or other services. So you'd have almost like a split degree, a combined degree with a major in geology and a minor in something else. Um, and I, I, I think it's important to understand what geology really is in its larger scope and what applications it has, because, yeah, I'm working in oil and gas. Geology doesn't mean oil and gas and mining. It can do, but it can mean paleontology and studying uh, fossils and working for natural history museums. A really exciting one that came about was working in, actually, uh, was um, combining geology with, uh, I think it was a not astronomy. It was a it was it was a physics course, but focused on the planets, etc. I can't remember exactly, but you know, another thing that's pivotal in the media at the moment, especially here in the UAE, right, where we're trying to send people to Mars and things like this. A lot of people that a lot of um, a lot of the study that's being done on these planets is geological because we're trying to search for water as a key indicator of um, is a planet potentially habitable or may have contained life at some point in time. A lot of those studies are geological. We're trying to take what we see 
here in in um, uh, on the planet Earth. I'm drifting off topic. It's called uniformitarian. It's called uniformitarianism. It's a key principle of geology, which is the idea that the our, um, the present is the key to our past. So we look at all of the geological processes that are taking place in the world today. Um, glacier glaciers um, uh, receding. Um, valleys being formed, rivers breaking banks and um, uh, migrating channels, estuaries, deserts and moving dunes and all of these things. These are things that we we look at today and we realize that those processes have been taking uh, taking place all throughout the Earth's history. And these are. Um, so let me let me look at something like a valley. We know that valleys are created by either uh, Proceeding glaciers, like growing glaciers, carving through the the rock and 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 making these nice big channels, or by rivers that gradually um, erode their surroundings to create these V-shaped uh, valleys. So we know what water does, and we look for evidence of those things on other planets as indicators that there may have been the opportunity for that sort of um, if there is opportunity for if there is opportunity for the presence of water, there may be opportunities for the presence of, of life on other planets. So to me, that was not really something that was an option that came in at the very end, but you look at it and think, my oh, gosh, I naturally thought when I came out of geology that I would be going to study to um, work in the oil and gas sector. That was basically it, or mining. That was kind of what was in my head. But no, I mean, geologists are employed in environmental sciences now to understand an awful lot of what's going on with weathering and erosion. Uh, they're employed in civil engineering projects to be able to make sure that the foundations are going to be suitable for putting up these mega skyscrapers. So I would say if you wanted to go into geology, don't be put um, at first be a bit more open minded to where your career path might actually take you. Um, Mine, I, I, I think I, I went with the flow. So I ended up where I am more by just plugging into an industry and then following the opportunities as they as they arose. So I mean, the philosophy is really for uh, you know, um, you know, um, always open that door because it's it's usually a path to ten other doors behind it that give you those opportunities to to grow from a soft. Uh, recommendations from a soft skills perspective get a job working in hospitality there's no there's no better environment to cut your teeth on that uh, in my personal opinion if you can't uh, get yourself into that environment there are lots of opportunities out there there are great organizations for example Toastmasters is a, a great organization that allows you to really test your metal in front of an audience of people this is that that's another vital one it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's a soft skill um but it's a it, it's a crucial part of um even if you're not in sales and, and client facing being able to stand in front of a room of people and convey a message about a topic doesn't matter what that topic might be and toastmasters will get gives that opportunity to um to, to practice that skill. I'd say that was really, really important. Um, do it in front of a mirror if you need to. Find a friend to uh, to, to practice that component of, of your 
uh, of your skill set because it's vital, vital. Uh, excellent. I think you've brought back a lot of memories for me. Uh, as, as part of my degree, I did some geography and I do vaguely remember some of those geology uh, parts of it. Um, obviously, I went, decided to go down the maths route, but that is the thing. Um, it is keeping those options open and looking at all the opportunities that are out there for you. Um, anything else that you think you would like to tell our students or anything you feel that I haven't asked you at the moment? Um, I'm trying to uh, cast my mind back. I would say um, don't, don't stress about it too much. Um, I, I can give so many stories, but I, I knew people at A-level and at university who put so much, so much was riding on the right grades. Um, so much was riding on getting that degree, which is obviously, don't get me wrong, it's very important, but life can really throw you some curveballs. And I can remember, I'll never forget when I got handed my A-level results and I was expecting not very good results and they came back pretty good as things go. But there was one young lad and he was earmarked for straight A's and he'd got all of his universities picked out based on that and it didn't happen. And I'll never forget watching him walk up the stairs to counselling to try and figure out what he was going to do next um, now that the first choice was gone. So I, obviously we have to stress it and to all the parents out there, if they listen to this, it, you know, there's a lot of pressure on, or I feel like there's a lot of pressure on kids at the moment, young adults, um, to get it right. And if life in my short time here has taught me anything is, it so often it doesn't work. And so, be ready and flexible enough to realize that you probably have it within you to be able to try and make a change, to be able to, what is it, roll with the, roll with the punches and and take a take a different route. Um, it's not to say I don't want people to be passionate about one particular thing, but we go through a lot of, of planning to decide what we're going to do for the next 40, 50 years. And uh, I, I think what what we'll experience is that our minds will change, our passions will change. Just embrace some of that and and um, and try not to stress it too much. There's always and there's always people to chat to, like yourself, Claire, and I'm sure you're always available to your students. Just to be able to have these one-on-one -on -one discussions when those we, we commit very early. I feel like um, I know I had to think about it like that in my career. I've got two little boys who are eight years old and I think in 10 years they're going to be making the same big decisions and I really hope they don't put themselves to too much stress worrying about what's coming in the next 40 years because it can take you anywhere I lived in the UK and now I'm I'm 10 years in the Middle East in Abu Dhabi with two kids that was never on my that was never on my plan <laughs> um. I can agree with you there. Uh, a very similar situation here that was never on my plan either. But yeah, um, that is it. And I think a, a lot of our students and a lot of students around the world, um, 
if you don't get what you want straight out, there are often other ways into it as well. You can still follow that passion, but may go a different way about getting there. Um, or as you said, that passion could change uh, as you're along that course and just follow what makes you happy. Some great Agreed. advice for our students. Um, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, I think the students will get a lot out of what you've just said um, and a lot to think about. Uh, but I've been very grateful for you giving up your time, especially over the winter break uh, when you should be on holiday. But thank you. My um, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to talking to you sometime again soon. And maybe we'll get you into school to talk to the students at another point. Oh, I look forward to it. Anytime. <laughs> great. Uh, thank you so much.